0: Hey guys, and welcome to Season 3 of the Us People Podcast. I'm your host Rox and in this season, I get to make my guests laugh, cry, and even make them think about life a little differently, with the questions I fire over to them, which digs into their lives and professions a little differently. We even had a chance to change up the intro, giving you a fresh, new sound. I look forward to sharing Season 3 of the Us People Podcast with you. Let's go.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Elise Brenner, and I'm sometimes a settled snow globe, and sometimes I'm a shaken up snow globe. And you are listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks.
2: Hi, I'm Nancy Spatz and I am the author of Reiki, A Self-Practice to Live in Peace with Self and Others. And I am so appreciative to Savia for having us on the podcast this afternoon and we wish
0: everyone wellness and healing during these tough times hey guys welcome to another episode of the yes people podcast i'm your host sammy rocks and today i am so humbled to have elise here with me and also nancy they are the authors of a self-practice to live in peace with self and others ladies thank you so much for taking your time for coming on the yes people podcast how are you
1: Thank you, Savia, for having us. We are doing reasonably well given world events. That's true. Hopefully the book will enlarge the circle even if it doesn't stop Putin. Oh, yeah. It may elevate uh, people' inner life.
0: I think we need more people like you to help people lift their energies. Um If I had a chance to go and protest here in London, I definitely would, because it's something that we're human, we're not just objects or something that you can just get rid of. I can go into this all day and I know we're not going to do it today. (laughs) Because, you
1: know, I'm just to add on to to what you just said, Savia, and that is one of the primary teachings of the Japanese system of Reiki is truly interconnection. And so when we bring the hands together in ga sho, which is bringing the two palms together, we're bringing together us and the universe. Definitely. All the people, all the beings, the planet. So it's, it's what you say is in all, I think, systems of wisdom and compassion in the world.
0: I think we need a lot more compassion in the world, the good thing that with Covid is that it taught people to have a lot more patience in their lives and look at an overview of their life and not just realise that you are here to work for somebody else and live out their dream and make their empire bigger but to heal your soul and not destroy it, which I can thoroughly get into deeper and i'm sure you understand that also ladies i'm very very sure i before we get even into that side of things because i know you have a lot about those kind of things in your book also i would love to ask you i'll start with elise first could you tell me a bit about yourself elise and where you grew up but also how that influenced you to be the person who you are today
1: what an interesting question, and often I don't have enough chance to reflect on that. I grew up in, a, in, in Boston with children, my parents uh, were the children of immigrants and simple people, but my father represented truly unconditional love. But if he knew about the system of Reiki and the five Reiki precepts, that's what he would have said. And I think his universal, unconditional love, I mean universal, unconditional love, made a difference in my life.
0: Most definitely. Nancy, what about you?
2: Thank you so much. Um, It's funny, what Elise just said um, is what actually brought us together because I had um, the same experience with my dad and um, just unconditional love and compassion for all. So I... Grew up in Massachusetts. Um, However, I had family all over the country and also outside of the United States. So I was able to experience and connect with a lot of different people and their experiences. And the one thing I noticed and valued was how the Reiki precepts, as Elise mentioned, are so valuable for all. So I always value the Reiki precepts, even though I did not learn about them until I started learning about (laughs) Reiki. Um, The Reiki precepts are really fundamental to the system of Reiki. And in our book, Chapter 8, um, which we call the compass, because the Reiki precepts are like a compass in that a compass as a compass gives us direction, we can also follow. Um, So uh, the Reiki precepts, which are really fundamental to the system of Reiki, um, offering guidelines and principles that we can follow. So to answer your question, my life experiences taught me um, that... um, When we follow the Reiki precepts, which are, and we can get into that later, but uh, just for today, do not live in worry, do not live in anger, be grateful, be true to your way in being, and be compassionate with self and others. And that is what I um, really valued and experienced when I saw different people acting in this way so I feel like we can be more mindful of our thoughts and actions, which can be, self, which can be healing for self and others. So, um, yeah, I have a, just really value the precepts and both our dads. <laughs> Yay. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I like that. Nancy, I'm going to ask you the next question first because I always find this question... Very reflective, but very meaningful at the same time. Okay. My next question is, can you define who you are as a person? But also, who do you see when you look in the mirror? What does your reflection say back to you? But on the reverse of that question, has there ever been a time where you have looked in the mirror and not recognised the person staring back at you? How did you manage to come back and be the authentic, calm, beautiful person that you are now? Oh, well, thank
2: you. That's a very, very interesting question. And um, it's funny, I realize I don't often look in the mirror. (laughs) Um, But when I do look in the mirror, I, of course, see my physical appearance. But as we discuss in our book, Our mind body is really one of the same. So when thinking about it, when I do look in the mirror, I see or think of more than just physical appearance. So I see or think about my feelings, thoughts and actions all together. And when I relate this question to our book, one could say, I see or think of my whole self mind, and body. Um, I have never really not recognized myself when looking in the mirror because we are always changing. And when I look in the mirror at different times, I can see a manifestation of that change. Um, But thank you for the question because I... It's very interesting, and I appreciate it.
0: No, you're more than welcome. I'm glad that. I'm glad that every question. And it's funny because, when you talk about it being Japanese, and my my wife is Japanese, <laughs> so this all so this all connects beautifully. So when you're talking about looking in the mirror and and recognizing yourself, she always teaches me that. The beauty is inside you. It's not your physical appearance. It's the ambient energy and the aura of who you are as a person that shines through and never to let anyone dim your light, which I'm sure you both understand. Elise, please.
1: Well, that was very difficult to follow, Nancy, but I'll try to have a, a little bit of a something new for you and your listeners and for myself. I think that when one looks in the mirror, one usually is not in a state of, or at least me, I'm not in a state of busyness. I'm not in a state of doing. I'm stopping and literally like reflecting, you might say. And it's through the reflection. And when you're just being, just being, not doing. Then what you just talked about regarding your wife's viewpoint, um, sometimes you can catch a glimmer of those, the soul self, S-O-U-L self. But the, the, the issue is, like Nancy said about surface versus inner, even the soul self is covered up by the layers of, conditionings and habits and some of that is living in a very sick society an unjust society a capitalist society that just wears you down and values only a very limited number of ways of being and so to rediscover what is underneath what's already there underneath the layers of conditionings and traumas and all of that, that's a moment. And those glimmers, if we can like, bring them into our everyday life, not the bathroom, where you're looking in the mirror or something, um, just when you rediscover what's already there in moments in your daily life, then you see that your, your everyday life is your practice, your thoughts, Your words and your action, where are they on display? In your speech, in how you treat people, how you treat the tree, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, what a beautiful question. And I will say that once in my life, I'll be very brief, after um, uh, having to have some hospital, you know, um, procedure. And I came home and I was still recuperating. I looked in the mirror and I had a moment where I'm like, I almost didn't recognize myself. I was like, cause I remember I was fairly young, but I had two little kids and my mom was helping me. And I remember saying, Hey, you know, mom, I'm looking in the mirror. I don't think I look like myself. And she said, you probably lost 15 pounds in that during that hospital stay. I'm like, well, maybe that's all there is. But a part of me was like, you know, when you have an assault to your system, um, there's, there, there can be something different, especially if it was fear because I was raising young children. And so I thought it was an interesting moment. Nancy, I never told you about that moment.
2: Yes, I, I actually highlight what you say, Elise, um, because. When you do go through difficult experiences, medical experiences, you know, any. Very difficult experience. It is. I would say common where you look in the mirror and say, wow, what? You know, it, it, it to me, it's like, wait a minute, my mind is um still here (laughs) the same but my body looks different and that can then sort of bring us to back to our book about how if we can at that at that moment or moments try to have our mind with our body it can help us to feel more whole um because, you know, like you said, Elise, when, when you lose 15 pounds in a couple of weeks, it, it can be pretty, it can make sort of your mind and your body feel separate. So I would say to help us all with that over the years, Elise and I, you know, um, try to have our mind body together during these tough times.
1: I'd like to like add on it. Um, This is so fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a practice uh, in the Japanese system of Reiki called joshin koku ho. And what it is exactly is unifying the mind and the body by just harmony of mind and body through a, a breathing practice. And that is what is intactness Uh, Nancy said wholeness right before intactness so sometimes we feel like we're broken Mm -hmm. we're falling apart and yes of course we know that's going to happen to all of us quite frequently so the, the thing is about coming back to that intactness the connection within our own self on what we might call vertically right from up to down And then in that place of settling, we have this snow globe analogy, right? Then can come the vertical. I mean, sorry, the horizontal where you offer that out and express that out, like we said before, with your words and your actions in your daily life. So the vertical in service of the horizontal. I like that. Yeah, that's Joshin Ho right there. The next question
0: actually connects to this. So Elise, I'm going to start with yourself. I find this question very important because it's about your values, your dreams in your life and how you've pursued them. How you feel you lead people to victory in writing this book so that they can be themselves spiritually And walk on a path on their journey where they can implement everything that you have in this book. But also the end part is the legacy of the book. Which I find very, very important. I know there's three points there. (laughs) And they're very heavy in a sense of how. But I know they're very relevant to your book. Elise, what would you like to say about your values, how you lead people to victory, but also the legacy of the book?
1: Beautiful words. Thank you. Values don't count unless you live them. So, if one of my values is equity, justice, healing, then in order to, quote, lead others to victory, what a beautiful phrase. Um, First, I think maybe people will define victory for themselves, and that is their values and their purpose. So first, I guess it would be listening to their image, their vision, their mission, their ikigai, ask your wife, I-K-I-G-A-I, their Mm -hmm. ikigai, the reason for getting up in the morning. And once there... Um, keeping that equity lens, a lot of the quote wellness world has been commodified and commercialized and made quite expensive. So we, both of us want the book to be accessible, user friendly, egalitarian, um, speaking to people with problems big and small as they define them, leading them to victory as they define victory. And so the legacy of the book is I guess simple to me. Grow with the book. Let the book grow you. Um, Allow the book to grow you and you grow the book so that you're different each time you look at the book. The book's the same in a way, but you're different each time. So I think yeah. it's a mutual relationship with the book, and that's my hope for the legacy.
0: I like that. I really do like that. Nancy, what about you? Yes, I... I, It's a very important
2: question, and... Um, Uh, I think that uh, what likely said, um, unless you sort of live your values or we talk about in the book sort of compassionate action, then it becomes uh, much more difficult to... um, with, in my mind or perception to feel whole. And um, when we talk about feeling whole or healed in the book, um, we speak of um, feeling okay, despite what you may be um, going through which is extremely tough, um, to do. Um, especially now, um, when you see what other people are going through. So, um, I would hope that the legacy of the book is for people to feel whole or healed. Um, In ways that they're comfortable with, even when there are very, very difficult times in life. Um, So thank you. It is also I would say uh, it's it's sort of like as we said. So it's 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 a simple um, uh, wish or. (laughs) or hope for people, but it encompasses so much more to, you know, people's well-being and how they feel, um, you know, compassionate to self and then to others, um, which is the fifth precept. And so Elise and I really wanted to have people, all people be able to benefit um, and feel better for themselves so then they can feel better towards others and not only feel but
0: act act in, in kind ways. No, I definitely agree with you. One of the things that, I've noticed in the world, there are, I'm sure you both have seen this also, there are a lot more people in the world who have anxiety, who are stressed, who, who don't understand the spiritual awareness just yet. But it's coming to them and they're trying to learn it. I would love for you to tell the audience a bit more about the five precepts And also, there's another part, which is the part that I like, because I'm very big on healing. (laughs) My grandmother always told me that I was a healer and I never understood why, or or the the gift. I never understood the (coughs) gift. And I know that there are only a certain amount of people in the world that may understand what I'm trying to say. But I would love for you to teach the audience also about Reiki healing and what it does. Who would like to go first? I really don't mind this time. This is something that I love I talking about. Go for it. Go I for love
1: it. these questions so <laughs> much. It's like a child in kindergarten. Call on me. Call on me. <laughs> um, so you asked about the five Reiki precepts. Yes. And uh, we sh- um, Nancy and I share a teacher who says they are the foundation of the system of Reiki. Yes. And also the outcome of its practice. So it starts with a kind of a just for today or for today only. These are the, this is the spiritual medicine for all ills. Do not fuel anger. That's the first one. So what does that mean? It means that you have to be mindful first that you have anger or maybe that anger is arising in any given moment. And that's going to require being pretty familiar with yourself and knowing the like um, body, somatic signs and signals. This is anger and I can feel it in these and these ways. And then in that moment, is this useful anger or is it not useful anger? So now you use your human discernment. So some anger is useful and let's mobilize that anger energy correctly with collaborating with people to the sources of oppression instead of, bringing it in or whatever other. But a lot of times in day-to-day life, it's not necessary to fuel the anger. And similarly, the second uh, precept, just for today, do not fuel worry. Again, I have to notice the signs of it. I have to gain some insight on why I'm conditioned to worry. But if um, there's nothing to worry about, don't worry, I'll invent it. If we're conditioned to worry, we'll find a reason. So we're starting to really get familiar with ourselves, with these first two precepts. And, you know, what is behind them both is fear. And we are built to preserve ourselves and survive. And our autonomic nervous system is going to put us there. And so we're going to worry, and we're going to be fearful, and we're going to get angry, and we're going to get impatient, a nice word you used at the beginning. So the first two precepts are really all about, you know, separation from self and others. And when we work toward some healing of those within ourselves, through awareness and mindfulness... We don't have to work too hard on the other ones because they're already there. So the third one is practice gratitude. I don't need to, to explain anything now to your listeners on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. The fourth one is be true to your way and your being. But that can be tricky, too, because what is my way? Who am I? I see grown-ups in my practice. They, they are who that person told them to be and the person over there, they had a please and the person there and what the system told them to do, etc. So underneath that, who are they? They're like, oh, actually, I don't know. And so being true to your way and your being, learning what is your way and being, and then also honoring other people's way and their beings, assuming in here comes that dis- discernment part, the wisdom, they're not harming you. I am not saying be a victim of interpersonal violence or uh, violence because your skin color is black. So we use our discernment. And the fifth precept, as Nancy said, uh, is practice compassion to self and others. And since the system of Reiki is based in Buddhism, compassion always, as Nancy said, has to mean compassionate action can just sit here, oh, I'm just compassionate. Well, do something. It doesn't really matter what you do. Make it work, you know, what works for you. And then in uh, Reiki healing, very briefly for me, is getting more familiar with yourself. Um, for the self-practice, placing your own hands on yourself to reestablished parasympathetic nervous system dominance or activation, and kind of allow the activation of, you know, the amygdala and the sympathetic nervous system to just kind of go to the background and let them be there when there's a threat, a real threat and a real alarm. But right now, I'm not there. I am in a place of self-connection in that vertical way, which over time will allow The horizontal. So, yes, it can be about, you know, making my knee feel better, but, mm, you know, that's just a a little piece of it. And everybody can place their hands on their body, become familiar with their body and themselves, and facilitate the natural healing process that we all have. And reach for medicine when appropriate.
0: I like that that actually went right through me because I practice a lot of that and then you said Buddhism and I'm a Buddhist so it makes sense (laughs) so it makes sense Nancy how do you feel?
2: Thank you so I go back well Elise's beautiful description of the precepts um, uh, just for today um when we try not to live in worry and we don't live in anger and we're grateful and we're true to our way in being and we're compassionate with self and others, we, I think all can be healing. Um, I think that the One of our hopes for the book is for um, the different tools and practices that we offer in the book um, help all to not live in worry, to not live in anger, to be grateful, to be true to your way and being and be compassionate with self and others and one of the things um, our teacher talks about is that when we do follow these precepts by the different, you know, that help help us have these precepts with the different breathing techniques and the different meditations, our own, um, and he will say bright light, appears. <laughs> so it's not and sometimes we use the analogy of a lighthouse. So when your bright light is you're feeling your true self and your bright light when you let go of the anger, let go of the worry, you automatically by nature will 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 heal others because um, you will, you know be able to feel your <laughs> compassion, which will then spread to others. So, um, and there are ways, as Elise mentioned, like, you know, hands- on healing, which we describe in our book, um which, elicits the parasympathetic nervous system and allows us to relax and calm. And all those ways help us to um, get to our true self and therefore help others.
0: I really like that. It's very very common hearing both of you talk about it as well. It's like Mm -hmm. you're in the room with me at the moment and we're actually having a conversation even though you're a million miles away it feels (laughs) like you're right there which is really nice
1: it's a beautiful feeling thank you for creating that with us it's a beautiful feeling
0: another question that i would love to ask you both is one of the things that i try to talk to people about is clarity courage and connection These are very, very powerful words. And I know that this also relates to your book, but also Mm -hmm. there's another one. So there's clarity, connection and courage, but there's also choice. I can never forget that one.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: In hearing these words, what energy do you get from them? And also how do you feel about connecting them towards your book also? Who would like to go first? Should I shall I send it to Nancy first? Sure. Go for it, so, Nancy. Thank you. So, yes, our book really
2: speaks to having clarity um, with our thoughts, and um, when our mind is clear, and our Uh, mind is clear and our body is calmer or in a stable mode, um, we can make more um, clear and thoughtful um, decisions. Um, which actually um, helps us be more courageous. And I feel that if we are on a platform of courage, then we are able to connect with other people and uh, make Good choices. So, when you describe, or uh, all four words really lead to each other, and um, it's it's just very important. Obviously, as we know, to have the clarity, so we can have the courage, and have connections so we can then all hopefully together um, make more thoughtful choices.
0: Definitely. Elise, how do you feel?
1: I feel that everything, these words are enormous and we have a analogy of Reiki practice to being like a snow globe. Like after you shake up the snow globe, um, you can't really see the scene in the snow globe very clearly. But when the, obviously the little snow particles settle down and down and down, you can see the scene really clearly. So of course that's an analogy to allowing um, with mindfulness allowing a kind of settling to happen of one's being and simply by being still, maybe with hands on the body and just being in stillness and allowing that settling to happen, the mind is clearer, more focused. Um, This is what is sky key. So there's, you know, sky key, this earth key, heaven key, or sky key, and heart key. So when we settle in the Hara, the lower Dantian, the mind is clearer. Courage takes often more than one being. I may gain courage from a tree from a grasshopper, from a waterfall, from you, Sabia, from Nancy. And courage to, I often feel this courage to be in societies that want to put everybody in uh, this, these social norms that are so, the roles and the norms that are so restrictive Courage to be your expressive self in your own way, whether it's serious or joyful or silly. Just be your who you are in all of your intersectional identities, you know. That is courage. It's yes, it's also courage to face a scary medical diagnosis. Yeah. Courage to face your own aging process. You know, I'm, I'll be 67 soon and I, I get this. Courage to face somebody else's. <laughs> I have a 92-year-old mother, right? And the connection comes with that courage and clarity, like Nancy said, that you have a, that sacred outlook of a participatory consciousness. of This connection means what Thich Nhat Hanh, Honor Thich Nhat Hanh, interbeing. I participate in all that is and all that participate. All that is participates with me. It's just a consciousness of participatory reciprocity and mutuality. That is so freeing. So I think, and I'll get to choice, but I just want to get to the punchline. Freedom is at the end of these four things. Liberatory, beings, and freedom. Because choice means I have options. I, I can clearly see my way to more than one possibility. I used to think I'm stuck right here and that's it. Mm-hmm. Having clarity, courage, and connection and choice. Now choice. Oh, wait, once I elevate my horizons a bit, I don't have to be stuck in that role, that norm, that place. I don't have to be a victim. Yeah. And you have a little bit of freedom. And I think, um, I'm I mean, really enjoying talking about this. I'm kind of thinking, and as I'm going, but nonetheless, these things are embodied in one way or another in our book. Hey, eh, Nancy, yeah,
2: yes, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you, well, thank you both. I um, Elise mentioned Tikhna Khan, and um, there's one story, a well-known story um, that he taught. Um, that in the times of fear and uncertainty, our own steadiness can become an anchor for others. Yeah. And I actually have a little quote, one of my favorite quotes. I think everyone will enjoy this. that he writes When the crowded Vietnamese refugee boats met with storms or pirates, if everyone panicked, all would be lost. But even if one person on the boat remained calm and centered, it was enough. It showed the way for everyone to survive. So, in our book, um, Reiki: a Self-practice to Live in Peace with Self and Others, um, we want we do provide specific skills, so our readers, can claim their calm and centered selves to keep the boat safe. And as Elise just mentioned, it's the courage from other people um,
0: that can help us do this. I thoroughly agree, especially for the next generation coming in. I think we need to hear more of this because if it's not passed down to us, how will we pass it on to the next generation coming in? And and it's very, very important. And I know this generation that is here at the moment are very much technology-wise, and but it's, they also need to understand the spiritual spirituality of who they are as beings and and people my next question i have for you both which is if there was one question that you wished people asked you but rarely ever do what question would it be and why who would like to go first
1: I can. Something came to my mind because I never thought of this before. Why does this matter? Why does this book matter? Why does all this matter? What are all these practices? You know, really, what does all that matter? Because um, it matters so much, um, but it all can seem deceptively simple, I mean, think about the wording of the precepts, deceptively simple, but we struggle with it every single day, every single day, all of us. And um, am I supposed to do something else? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Where are we? I, I know I was supposed to say, what's the one question I wanted people to, well, I wish people would have asked, but haven't. And am I supposed to follow that up?
0: No, you can just, it's okay. just its just a simple you know what it can the the one thing I love about this question (laughs) is that it's very open-ended so and I love asking those type of questions and I love provoking conversation so that it opens people's minds to think Mm -hmm. a different way and out of the box rather than the normal which Mm -hmm. a lot of people are used to and that's why it's a beautiful thing so you answered it perfectly and very brief for me.
1: See, it's perfect. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Long or short. The, the answer, I always say to people, the answer that comes out from you is the answer that was meant to be.
1: We say that too. High five.
0: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> what about you, Nancy? If there was one question that you wished people asked you that they rarely ever do, Right. So I think um,
2: the the fourth precept, um, which says Mm -hmm. be true to your way in being. Um, I wish that sometimes people would say, you know how how can I be true to my way in being? <laughs> sometimes because there are you know things in the world that we all have to do, um, and um, sometimes uh, you can't always be true to your way in being because you know if. If everyone want, you know, their, their realities of the world of, you know, having to maybe do certain jobs that we um, don't like but need to do for financial security. Um, so I would wish people asked this because it's not necessarily that you're not being true to your way in being. And I'll use the example of a job. If you don't like your job, but you're still doing it. Well, you're doing it because you need the financial security for your family, for yourself. So if you look at it with a wider perspective, um, it may initially seem like you're not being true to your way in being, but if you really look at it and look at the broader picture, you are being true to your way in being because you're doing something that you need to do um, for yourself and others. Uh, did that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. It totally makes sense. You know, it's 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 it can be very um, difficult on people if they think they're not being true to their way in being. And if you look a little bit with a broader perspective, I bet a lot of people will find that they really are being true to their way in being because they're um, doing what is is good for themselves and others.
1: That's beautiful, Nancy. This is Elise. uh, And I think that nourishing, and it doesn't mean with food necessarily, but the person um, with that job, which is all of us to to some extent, um, is true to their way in their being because they're nourishing peop, their co-workers, they're nourishing the establishment they're, that they're in. I don't mean the establishment, I mean the, the place that they work. Maybe they're nourishing customers and clients with a word of kindness. So I love that you opened that up, Nancy. And of course, they're literally nourishing their families. And uh, yeah, I think we make excellent compromises in life okay. we're accountable for the material world the relative reality this is where we're at and we're accountable yeah really great point
0: that's definitely true here's, I, I, here's another I, one for you both
2: i
1: just i just was gonna
2: say Go for it. Thank, you, thank you elise because we uh let's just bring a little bit of Funness <laughs> into the conversation, but Aww. we, um, uh, you know, when we were writing the book, it was just such a great process because we really like thought about every word, <laughs> every, um, you know, everything that we were doing to try to, you know, as the title says, help people. Exactly. feel at peace with themselves and others. And um, so when you ask the question about what, you know, we would like people um, to ask, um, I just wanted to say that we have, um, you know, our website and we have our emails. And if anyone has any questions that um, they would like to ask us, we're, we're happy to... To answer back. Um, our website is um, www.reikiliveinpeace.com. Um, and we also have a Facebook page, <laughs> which is Reiki Live In Peace, um, separate words. And we have an Instagram, which is Reiki Live In Peace, one word. <laughs> so we're happy to, you know, answer any questions um, and give any feedback from the book that it, people would like. I like that.
0: I like that. <laughs> I like That's pretty cool. If I've only got two more for you. So you're going to you're going to promote yourself twice. And I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so the second to last question is, if there was at least one thing that you would love people in this world after reading your book to take away with them, what would that one thing be at least? Who would like to go first, Elise? Would you like to go first?
1: Sure. Embodying a sacred outlook. I like that. That's really good.
0: Is there a specific reason why you said that?
1: Yeah, I'm very sneaky because I could only say one thing Be- and having a sacred outlook implies, first of all, that you are settled enough vertically within yourself. Well, that's 20 years. <laughs> OK, that's 20. 20- no, it's ongoing, Right. Because, you know, we say you don't have to be perfect to look at somebody else with the eyes of love, right? So you really don't have to be perfect within yourself to have a sacred outlook. But you probably have to do some practice to become a little bit intact and be able to be in a place where you can have an outlook that expands beyond the confines of the self. So if the individual pain, suffering and distress is so immense, then that is addressed first, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: But that is the freeing part. That process results in some freeing so that you can expand beyond the confines of the self. That's that horizontal piece And embody and embrace a sacred outlook. Life becomes so much easier. There's less resistance. There's, from you, resistance is painful. And and I don't mean resistance against oppression. I mean resisting everything because of your own limited sense of how it should be and how I expect it to be. And I'm entitled to this type of stuff. You know, okay. So, that's it. Done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it.
2: Good, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Well, I, I said this before, but I I just really hope that after reading the book, people feel that they are healed or whole despite what they're going through. Yeah. Um, because when you feel okay, then you're more able, I think, to help others. And this gets back to, um, you know, the major, uh, just major Reiki, um, perspective that we really are all one yes. and when we're able to help ourselves by feeling better, then we can help other people and um, so that that's really uh, my hope for the book.
1: Oh, yeah. And can I just say that what that feels like is the way that Savia has mm. created this really safe, deep listening, open conversation mm-hmm. with us because whatever she has gotten her act together I don't have your pronouns. but I'll say whatever Savia has her act together, then she can, Whoever comes into that space with her, physically or virtually, experiences that togetherness that she's that Mm Sabia has gathered in all of her beingness, and that we benefit like the lighthouse. So that's Mm -hmm. what it can feel like from the end of just anybody commenting coming into the space with somebody who, as Nancy described has moved into being a little bit more healed and whole. Yeah. It feels like how we feel right now with you. Exactly. You know, I'll be honest with you. Exactly. You
2: definitely, Savia, so- have created a healing space. Um, and thank you so much. It's, you know, what you do for so many. And it's very, we're very appreciative and grateful mm-hmm. to you.
0: It's right back at you, tenfold. Mm -hmm. It's right back. And I hope you feel the energy of it coming right back at you, Mm -hmm. tenfold. Thank
1: you.
0: And my last question for you, before I have the gratitude of thanking you both, Mm -hmm. please, 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 again, let everyone know where they can find you on all your social medias, on any platforms, where they can find you and have a conversation with you, find your book, Talk to you like I've had the pleasure of. Go for it.
1: I will just talk about where we're, you can get the book. Probably from all of your. All of your local booksellers, or ask them—the private booksellers, the indies, the independents—to please order it and support them. Buy some copies for your friends. You know, have a book club. Um, But you can also get it from some of your typical places. Now, I know that many of your listeners are maybe in the UK, right? No, all over the world. No, they're all over the world. Great. So wherever you may get things online, um, I don't know if it's Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, the usual places. So please um, provide feedback to the places that Nancy said. So Nancy, maybe you'll just like, uh, offer that out one more time, please? Sure.
2: So um, our website is com, And um, you can find place, there's a place to um, find the book and purchase the book there. Um, we also have... A Facebook page, which is Reiki Live in Peace, which is uh, separate words, and our Instagram is one word: Reiki Live in Peace. So, um, yes, we um, really appreciate the time and um, that you've given us Savia uh, to to help out and and be with you and uh, appreciate your kindness
0: so we thank you it's right back at you both again tenfold this platform is I am just a host but you are the stars of the show and that's how I say it to literally everyone because it's nice to be able to give back to the universe and let so many people hear other people's stories because there have been an abundant time where people feel like they are by themselves or nobody really wants to listen to their story whereas if their story is told you could be the potential one story that saves a person's life and if you (laughs) save that one person's life with that your story then you've done a great thing and I always say this to people you do not always need to see when things happen because they just happen you don't always need to see them you don't always need to see the goodness in the world when you have done it because you feel it you'll feel it in abundance and you just i don't know how to explain it all the time (laughs) but you'll just feel it in abundance so ladies Thank you so much for taking your time, your courage, your gratitude, your clarity, kindness and compassion Mm -hmm. for coming on the Us People podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you ever so much. I learned a lot from you.
0: (laughs) I just asked the questions, Elise.
1: (laughs) And at the end, um, I think... I think that my teacher might have said this, our teacher might have said this, but maybe I didn't. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I just said it. Um, What you just said before reminds Mm -hmm. me of you don't have to, you know, a lot of people think that Reiki, uh, Reiki means you have to have a healing session with a practitioner who puts their hands on you. But uh, going with what you said a moment ago, you don't have to touch people to touch people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very true absolutely yeah. do we get to do that ending thing now oh okay <laughs> oh
0: oh hold on hold on I'm gonna say my outro first <laughs> I'm gonna say my you hear that guy they
1: <laughs>
0: they want to do their intro okay so I'll go and say the outro so guys thank you so much for listening to the yes Ask People podcast and please remember you can leave us a review on Spotify iTunes Google Play and any other platform that you prefer listening to please also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can also donate to the us people podcast by simply going to the savvy rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast guys thank you so much for listening stay happy stay positive and as always please Continue to be time to, to my time. My time. time. to let it go. Now's my, time. my time. Time to let it go. Now is the time for me to focus. Stop all that playing, Focus, focus. Stop
2: doing it yourself. You need a little help. This time I wanna see you shining.
0: I think you need a little guide. blast yeah
1: do we get to do the thing yeah you do get to do the thing <laughs> you said it's the best part so <laughs> i really i really believe it i totally believe it i'm in so, i'm all in with the best part all right
2: i don't know what this is
1: <laughs> I'm you so didn't so read everything
2: <laughs> i'm so excited to know what this is though what are we doing so, i'm excited I like your words. Yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. Seriously. No, really, you have an amazing, like, you just have such a healing space. You just offer so much kindness. Time to let it go. Now's my time. Now's my time. Time to let it go. Now's my time. Now's my
0: time. Time to let it go. Time. Time let it go. You are your own worst enemy. Thinking too far, what's ahead of me? One day at a time, just enjoy the ride, open those eyes, see the light, ignite that fire inside it, let it breathe breath into life, push
2: all your fears to the side, control your mind, it's all all alright, enjoy your life, the joy is mine, commit to you, you got the tools, everything you do, you make the rules, sometimes you need.